episode 188, Why Do Video? This is the Ericast for the week of April 29, 2012. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Well, I told you I would get an episode out this week, and to be honest, that's because I had planned to cheat. I thought I was going to pre-record this one, and then my uploading trauma for the last one was so dramatic that I just didn't, I, it took all the wind out of my sails. That will come in later when I roll in the clip from the Dweeb Thoughts podcast feed. Don't forget about that one. But first, thanks for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, and 206-339-3742 is the phone number that you want to call for feedback, etc. And in fact, this entire episode is based off of that feedback, because listener Chad called in. So I'm going to go straight into his call, which will then set the the tone and the context for the rest of this week's episode. Eric, this is Chad. Uh, You had told me to remind you to... um to talk about the use of audio versus video and pedagogy and one over the other and all that sort of stuff. Um, personally, in my experience, I listen to like 16 podcasts. I use Downcast on the iPad. Uh, great app um, because you can listen to video podcasts, audio podcasts, whatnot, and just download them automatically and you can listen to them at double speed. I actually listen to you at double speed, so you talk really, really, really fast. Um, but it, it, it's very, very nice. Most I wouldn't want to say 90% of the podcasts I listen to are available in video format. However, there's only two that I download the video version of because video, um, though it's very easy to do, it still takes a long time to download. And I even download them in low quality. It still takes a long time for them to download. But uh, I choose those two because they're very visual and I can watch them while I'm running on the treadmill. Um, But the other ones uh, are audio based and um they even though they have the video version um they uh they lend themselves to audio very very well so i prefer to listen to those because i can do that on the commute and stuff like that um so yeah video is very very easy and it's very if you can make video engaging i i think that's the best rather than just a talking head um then you can just do an audio version uh, you can always put out both uh both video and audio um i I think that that helps, but even though it's really easy, download um, times are are still somewhat of a hassle. So I, I just want to make you aware of that. Um, plus, I don't, although, you know, everything's kind of switching to everybody downloading it on their iPhones or Android or um, tablets and stuff like that. So I don't know if encoding is so much, but it would always bug me whenever a podcast was only available in video and I wanted to download it onto my old ancient MP3 player, which is only two years old. Um, so I don't know how many people have that issue anymore. But uh, that that's another thought. Um, my thought is always create something, make it as universal as possible, uh, make as many different um, versions of it um, that that allows you to get the most widespread coverage and available to everybody. That means if you're going to put it out in video, put it out in audio too. Um, and, you know, um, on as many feeds or whatever as possible um, that are, of course, manageable. So that's what I have. Um, if there's anything else you'd like to know um, about uh, downloading podcasts and stuff like that, I think you have it down pat, but... Uh, um, that's that's all I have. 
So thank you, as always, Chad, for for the call and for keeping me on track and reminding me of what I was going to talk about. So first of all, and I, I think I mentioned this because otherwise it would be kind of spooky if you just randomly mentioned it, but maybe I haven't mentioned it before. The When I got my iPhone, not my iPad, but I had the BlackBerry and I was using an application the name of which I've already forgotten. See how fickle we are? I loved that app, but I don't remember what it was on a BlackBerry. But it didn't... It, I just It's gone. It's completely gone from my brain. Huh. Podtrapper, I think. I think it was Podtrapper. As a podcast download episode thing, deal, whatever. And I didn't want to have to mess with iTunes and all that kind of thing, so I also grabbed Downcast... And I, I I had emailed Chad and said, hey, it's coming. This episode's coming. Uh, don't worry, I didn't forget your call. I'm just going to roll it into another episode and accidentally refer to it as Dropcast, which gets into like Dropio and all sorts of other things that are in my brain. And he politely reminded me, no, it's Downcast. And I think Downcast is a really sad name for such a cool, cool app. Because boy, is it oh, it's really because what it can do. In addition to, you know, queuing things up and you can have an unplayed playlist that keeps everything straight or whatever, you can speed up playback. And I'll tell you what, Chad, I don't listen to mine at double speed. I listen to my podcasts at 2.5x, which is kind of at that crazy fast speed, but it actually it works for me. That's the rate that my brain comfortably absorbs things at, is 2.5 normal speed. And I will admit... It's not out of vanity. It's basically error checking. I will play my own podcasts back. And yeah, I do get going pretty pretty fast at that speed. But anyway, excellent app. So if any of you are um, iPhone, iPod Touch people, whatever uses an app, iPad people, and it's only, I think it's like $1.99. I was telling somebody today, I need... I'm working on getting better at buying apps because I will fret and ponder and consider and, and... Ruminate on whether or not to purchase an app for 99 cents, but I'll grab coffee or a donut for a buck without even thinking about it, so I I should just buy the app and be done, and give the developer some money. Anyway, so yes, love it, Downcast, great app. But that gets us into the whole audio-video type thing, and either I misspoke, or... You misheard or were on completely different tracks because um, you've got the emphasis on like video is easy. A video is not easy. And that's sort of my theme for this week. And I was about to say, well, bad video is easy, but not even bad video is easy. So my, my latest thing, I'll, I'll complain later about Blogger, the, the chunk of the Google empire and how they changed their the way their stuff works and just completely took my podcasting wind out of my sails. But I will complain about a different wing of the Google empire. And just as an aside, does anybody know a workflow for boosting or normalizing or compressing or expanding or companding, fixing audio that's going into YouTube? Because the reason that Candela's podcast kind of died on the vine after four episodes is because I just can't get good audio out of the little insignia camcorder that she's using. And I really don't want to, A, turn my Kodak Z8 over to her with a, a lav mic and here, deal with this, deal with that. And B, there was a B someplace. 
Don't remember what the B was. I had two reasons for not giving that to her. But anyway, you know, one of the first things I do with the Aircast, and it's the reason that while it's it's not great, this is not this is okay. We've got issues here with Aircast audio, right? This is not National Public Radio. But the reason, in all humility, the audio through the Aircast has been pretty good is because step one is make sure that the levels are good and everything is heavily compressed and then normalized. The compression kind of takes the really loud stuff and really quiet stuff and smooths it all out, and the normalization brings that up to a level where it's all nice and audible. There's a little app called the Levelator. If you don't know about this and you're into audio stuff, you need to know about the Levelator from the Conversations Network where they had a bunch of people all over the country doing various recordings of things, and they needed a way to kind of standardize decent audio. Again, maybe not super ideal stellar, but they're not shooting for that. They're shooting for decent, solidly decent. And that's what this does, and it works really well. I don't use that app. I do it by hand in Adobe Audition, but it's it's the same concept. Point being, your audio needs fixing. No matter what, you need to mess with your audio. And there is no way to do that in YouTube. And so if Kendall has a camcorder and she shoots a little high-def video of herself and her hamster or something, right? She can upload that to YouTube with one click, one button, one whatever. But it's just this gapingly missing feature. There is no way to just, you know, normalize the audio and, and boost it so it's consistent and can be heard. You know, let alone, you know, put some compression on it and, and even out the levels and all the other stuff that you could do. And don't tell me that, well, the algorithm, blah, 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 whatever. You know, it's not fine art. Isn't like, you know, 99% of YouTube videos are like, you know, kids falling off skateboards or something. We just need just need some tool for decent audio. And I mention it not just because I've got an eight-year-old who's trying to do a podcast on her own, but, you know, what about faculty who are trying to uh, do some sort of, you know, quick little micro-lecture of some class concept or whatever? Is you t- Tell me this, Ericast audience, is there a different tool out there? Is there something, is someone going to say, well, why are you messing with YouTube? Why don't you go with... Vidler or Vimeo or or whatever. So is there something else that has this built in? This should not be rocket science. <sighs> anyway, so step one is decent audio in your video. But let's just let's just pretend that we're not even going to care about that. Okay. So now, what's harder is that whole engaging video thing. Talking head. Talking head's not terribly bad. I mean, it at least lets some personality come through. I I like that. Um, just for personality's sake, to sort of get a... Uh, doesn't have to be constant, but kind of get an idea of what people are like. Again, that can be done with just a quick little iPhone video. Hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so with such-and-such a class. Or, hey, I'm this and that with whatever. As long as the audio is good. It all comes back to good audio, right? But making it really engaging and interesting, really hard. Ba- way, way back in the day, back in the mid-90s, when I was doing linear editing... We kind of had a rule of thumb that for every minute of on-screen video for a, a little you know, news package or something, you'd expect to spend about an hour in the edit booth. And that's not because we were incompetent college kids. And in fact, in all humility, by the time you know those of us that did a lot of it, we're pretty good. Okay, yes, it was a linear system. You had to plan stuff out. You had to 
you know, just grabbing and cutting and pasting your video now, like kids these days can do, sure, that's a whole lot easier. But even so, there's some amount of effort in there. I don't know what a current statistic is. I'd be curious if anybody knows. But, you know, it takes time to tell a story with video acquiring different footage and whatever. And then even things like uh, a basic thing like Windows Movie Maker doesn't let you do um, a video-only paste, uh, what, what we used to call an insert edit of the video track back in the linear days. YouTube, you can you can edit clips together, but again, same problem. I mean, this, and we've talked about this on the podcast, this is a really basic storytelling tool with video. It's that cutaway shot, you know. So you have the interview of somebody talking about hamsters, and as they're talking, you see the close-up shot of the hamster in the cage. That's... I mean, this is... This is videography 101. I mean, this is what you do. I mean, you shoot your cover, and then you use that for... I mean, this, this, you just, this is what you do. And it's so strange to have tools these days that don't let you tell the story the way stories have been told on video since the beginning of video, and film before that. My goodness. So, that's all kind of difficult. You then have the weird hybrid of the narrated PowerPoint, which I, I still come back to, and, and that long pause there, which if you're listening at two or two and a half times speed wasn't that long. The pause comes because I'm concerned I've talked about this before and I'm getting repetitive and, and redundantly repeating my words over and over again excessively. But my, I, I, whether I've talked about it or not, it bears repeating that book sync thing. Remember the cat-like management reflexes or whatever the name of the episode was where I talked about the cat that would be king? Um, the little listen, listen and read book or the magic media talking book is what they were officially called. Where you hear the narration and you read the book and when you hear the sound, bing, you turn the page. I think there's a lot of power in that. I think there's a lot of value in, in quote-unquote forcing your um, your audience to sort of engage in the printed materials that go along with the auditory stimulus. And doing a narrated PowerPoint slideshow is sort of, I dare say it might be the worst of all worlds. Because you don't have the talking head video where at least you can see people with their inflection and animation and gestures and there's a little bit of engagement there. You lose all of that. And your brain can just completely zone out, and you just kind of sit there staring at slides as the person drones on. I don't, I don't think that's good. Call me crazy, but I don't think that's smart. I think I was talking about that, and that's why Chad called in. But again, you know, hey, it's sort of a recursive, recursive topic thing. So that's where I'm at. Uh, your action item for you, the listener, is to tell me, out of all that. Uh, Fixing audio in video, YouTube or whatever. How can I do that? What tool should I be using? Something that's inexpensive. Think eight-year-old, okay? And you record the little discussion of here's my day or here's my school project or here's my hamster. What is a simple, simple workflow to to fix that audio to the good enough level 
because uh, uploading it into YouTube and hoping for a button that says fix audio just sure isn't it. Speaking of missing buttons, that will take me into this week's dweeb thought. Why sit in your yard watching the grass grow when you can listen to this instead? It's Eric Larson's Dweeb Thoughts on the Ericast. I have great sympathy for our uh, clients who just don't deal all that well with a product change. No matter how much we say, no, trust me, this is good. This is a good change. You're going to love it. It'll work out great for you. It's, it, it's much, much, much better. Sometimes change is bad. And sometimes a feature either truly does disappear or moves so far away that you just can't find it. And that's the situation I find myself in with Blogger. I have been bloggering since about 2001. Um, and the the core hub foundation of the Aircast is a Blogger blog. So my workflow is to throw the, the, the file out someplace, grab the URL for that, to make a blog post. And for years, Blogger has had this, this option where you put in the title of your post and then you say, what do you want that title to link to? Very simple, very easy, as Chef Tell used to say. And that link would be the link of the file. And then you put your show notes in the main body of the post. Well, so the last Aircast that went out I went into Blogger, and it said, hey, you've got the new interface. Now, actually, technically, you can hit a button and say, I want to go back to the old interface. But they're saying they're going to switch everybody in April, so we kind of kind of have to bite the bullet and do it. But for the life of me, I cannot find any place to set what the title links to. The title just always links to the post. That's just part of the design now, I guess. Or actually doesn't link anywhere. Now that I think about it, if I'm thinking back to the Aircast template, I think it might just be nowhere. It's just an unlinked thing, which is even worse, really. I mean, how do you get to the individual post? I, I don't know. Somebody moved my cheese, as they would say in the business world. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to struggle along. Right now I have really kind of the awkward, ugly click here to listen to the Aircast or click here to play the podcast as a link because I need the link someplace for Feedburner to pick it up and make it work. You can add an enclosure, but that doesn't work because you're not subscribed to the actual blogger feed. You're subscribed to the Feedburner feed. It's all very confusing. Very confusing. And that's my struggle. I Some people are surprised that I work in technology and I don't like change. I'm fine with change. I don't like change imposed on me. So I know this is going to go out okay because it's coming through on the dweeb thought side. So I'm going to send this out. That's my dweeb thought. Sitting here on a beautiful Minnesota afternoon, staring out the Mississippi River with motorcycles and buses in the background. So you're getting the, the natural... Dweeb thoughts on the road? Yeah. Sorry if it's too loud for you. Hopefully the the cheeping birds have balanced out the loud vehicles. And now, back to the Ericast. So I will say that after that Dweeb Thought episode went out on the feed, which you can get if you go to uh, dweebthoughts.com and get that direct feed if you really need the instant Dweeb Thoughtage, I then tweeted out a reference to it and did get a nice response back from someone that said, yeah, I think it's gone. That link field is just... Gone. Enclosures are there, but that's not the same thing. I also did some Googling, and someone recently has encountered the same kind of problem, and said, well, what I've found is you can put HTML into the title field, 
And so if you actually write your title as a link, it'll work. I have no doubt that will look fine cosmetically. I'm a little bit terrified of what that will do to the RSS feed. Is the RSS feed smart enough to... Well, actually, there's your problem. I was going to say, is the RSS feed smart enough to strip out that link? If it does strip out the link, then the link wouldn't be present for FeedBurner to find and turn into an enclosure tag. If it doesn't strip out the link, then all of a sudden your RSS title field has a link. And that just sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. I suppose you could then put the file URL in both the the hard-coded HTML and in the enclosure field, because Blogger has given us an enclosure field now, which is silly because both Blogger and FeedBurner are owned by Google, so why would Blogger be encouraging an enclosure field when they would be better off just steering people to FeedBurner, which handles enclosures better than anything, as far as I can tell? It's all very frustrating and confusing. Oh, my goodness. So, I don't know. I I just, I don't know. I... Until I find a better solution, the Aircast feed is going to turn ugly, and I'm going to stick with the click here to download this week's episode, which is sort of lame, because didn't didn't the statement click here kind of go out of style in about 1997 or 98 on the web? I don't know. If you have any uh, recommendations on that, let me know. 206-339-3742. Listen to feedback line. Spells out 206-339-ERIC. So if you just might in doubt if how that spells out, that's what to do. So, in the meantime, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I've got some exciting stuff coming up for me personally next week. Um, the first full week of May, I, I'll either get a podcast out early, and then we'll talk about the fun stuff later, or the podcast next week will be late because I'll be saving the fun topics. So, uh, watch the um, watch all my personal feeds, watch my Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and see what I'm up to um, early next week. For those of you listening far into the future, next week was May 6th or 7th or so of 2012. Particularly May 8th is what you guys want to be looking for. So, keep your eyes out for that. Let me know what you think about these and many other fine topics. And until next week, sometime, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.